Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Happily Discontent, where I share lessons learned from the books I read, the podcasts I listen to, and the mistakes that I make to save you the time from doing any of those things yourself. I'll be your guinea pig. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about the science of negative thinking, because when you know the science and why your brain does certain things, it's a little bit easier to correct them. That's one of my biggest missions with creating this podcast is to help people live more positively, enjoy the life that they're living right now while also working towards something that they care about. Happy today, better tomorrow, happily discontent. And one of the biggest things that helped me live happier today is knowing that my brain can be a bit of an idiot because here's the thing, we have evolved over a long period of time from like a single-celled organism. And so we get these little updates, the ability to walk on two legs rather than four so that we could use our arms and our hands for things, the transposable thumbs so that we could build tools. We're built around these incremental changes that increase our ability to survive. And if those changes help our well-being, awesome. But if they don't, Evolution doesn't really care. Evolution does not care if one of the updates that we get makes us way less happy. It doesn't care how happy we are. It just cares that we're alive, which is, I think, so important to know that our brains are not designed for us to be happy. They're designed to survive. And so we have to recognize that and correct the things it does that conflict with our happiness. So I'm going to spend the rest of this episode diving into some of the glitches that our brain has as a result of evolution and the things that I do to override those glitches. So the biggest glitch of all is fear, the feeling of fear, okay? So back in the dinosaur days, we evolved this part of our brain called the amygdala, right? That's where fear and worry originates. And at the time, it was super useful because this feeling of fear allowed us to run faster or fight harder when there were these dinosaurs rolling around, right? It helped us survive because we'd be like, holy shit, there's a fucking dinosaur. I better either scrap this lad or I better run my ass away. But here's the thing. I don't know if you've noticed, not a whole lot of dinosaurs walking around now, yet amygdala is still there and so we have this like outdated part of our brain and since it's still in there it's still got to do its thing it's still got to feel fear and it'll now feel fear for things that no longer affect our survival things like interviews our finances asking out a girl or a guy a person of the opposite sex really anything that is outside of our comfort zone which is really shitty because that's where a lot of the good things are are just outside of our comfort zone. That's where your dream job is. That's where your future husband or wife, they're all outside of the comfort zone. And the amygdala is stopping us from getting there because you step out of your comfort zone and that's like, oh my goodness, we're dying. Fight or flight, worry, fear, anxiety. It starts tripping out. But one thing that gives me some peace of mind is knowing that that's just my brain glitching out. That's just this little fear machine that was built in the dinosaur days, but there are no dinosaurs anymore. You're tripping out about shit that's not even there. That's like listening to your buddy tripping balls on shrooms. Would you listen to what he said? Probably not. 
he or she, sorry, would you listen to what they said? So why are you listening to that part of your brain? That's what I tell myself. I'm like, amygdala, buddy, you're outdated, you're tripping balls, and you might want to feel fear, and you might want to try to stop me from doing this thing, but I know in my rational, in the smart part of my brain, that this is good for me. And so I'm going to feel that fear, but I'm going to do this thing anyway, right? And that's that's my action step here. And it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one to implement, but it's really the key. Feel that fear, recognize, hey, that's there, but that's just an outdated part of my brain. And so I'm going to override that feeling and I'm going to do this anyway. And holy shit, it's a liberating feeling to get on the other side of that fear and prove to your brain, holy shit, you thought we were going to die there. We didn't. We're actually better off now. We should start smashing our comfort zone more. We should start doing more scary things. We should start seeking discomfort. So number one glitch is the feeling of fear. It comes from the dinosaur days. There are no more dinosaurs. So that feel the fear that you're feeling for anything other than physical danger is fugazi. It doesn't, it's not real fear. So acknowledge that your brain is glitching and do whatever it is anyway. Ask that person out, apply for that job, stand up for something that you care about. Glitch number two, the future and the past, okay? So humans have the unique ability. We are able to comprehend the future and the past. We evolved this to help us make better decisions because we are a decision-making species. And so life gave us this upgrade being like, here you go, you can make better decisions now. Not great for our happiness because now we have these two new feelings that other animals aren't capable of having. This worry about the future and this regret of what happened in the past. And that's a shitty upgrade, in my opinion. Parts of me wants to take that one back because those are just thoughts. Neither of those things exist anymore. The future isn't here yet. The past, I can't change it. All that really matters is what is right here in front of me. And I spend so much time thinking about the future and the past that it takes me away from the only fun opportunity I have right now, which is right here in front of me. It's a terrible upgrade. Uh, we are heavily biased to spend a lot of our time, upwards of 95% of our time, thinking about the future or the past. So again, when that happens, I'm like, all right, brain's glitching. Brain is just using evolutionary features. Uh, it's being an idiot. So let me override that. Stop doing that brain. Let's get back to reality here. So here's specifically what I do. Here are my mechanisms when I find myself overthinking about the future or ruminating about something I did in the past. Past I find easier because there's no time machine. If you guys have a time machine, let me know. There's a ton of things I'd like to clean up and do differently, but we don't have one of those. So there is literally nothing I can do about the past. I can't change it. All I can change is how I act moving forward. So how I get closure with something from the past is, okay, what did I learn from this experience? What am I not going to do again? Right? If I have that, if I, have, I, I write that down and I make like a kind of pledge to not do that thing again or to, to, to do something to work on that, well, then it's taken care of. Not only can I now make peace with that, okay, it's done. Well, now I'm like a better person too. I just learned something from that. And now I know 
how to be a better human being moving forward. If anything, I'm happy. Now I'm happy that that thing happened because I learned from it and I'm better. That's how I think about the past. How I think about the future, I I actually stole this from somebody. So I'm just going to drop what they said because they say it pretty freaking well. So I'm going to drop the clip in here right now. Hope you enjoy it. What is your advice to overthinkers? A quote that has helped me immeasurably. The boy and a horse are in the woods. And the boy says to the horse, I can't see a way through. And the horse says, can you see your next step? And the boy says, yeah. And the horse says, then just take that. All of the time, we, we look at the goal, we look at the future, we look at the end game, we look at how long a journey it is, and we feel overwhelmed. Instead of that, just go, right, I'm not going to worry about that, because that will come. With each step, you will get closer to that. So I don't need to worry about how far away it is. All I need to focus on right now is my next step. Can you see the next step? Fucking love it. I think I talked about this in the Green Lights episode. We worry so much about what's going to happen in the future. We can't plan for that. Any plan we make is going to get blown up along the way. So there's no point even planning. The best way to make sure your future is good is to maximize what's right in front of you right now. Maximize the next step, the next hour, the next day, the next month. That's going to get you where you want to go. If you don't make the right decision and now you're regretting it, apologize, learn from it. You're a better person now. Move on. That's how I deal with those glitches. So those are those are two main glitches that our brain does. There are many, many more. Cognitive biases, right? I just think there is so much value in knowing that our brains are not always right. Our thoughts are not always valid because that helps me catch a, a stupid thought and be like, the fuck? Get rid of that. So this, everything that I'm sharing, this is one of the main lessons from the book, Thinking Fast and Slow by David Kahneman, okay? This is what I'll end out on. He won a Nobel Prize for this book, and he basically identified that we've got two parts of our brain. We've got the fast brain and the slow brain. I like to call them the stupid brain and the smart brain. The fast slash stupid brain, that's our instincts, our gut reactions, a lot of the time, our emotions. We don't really think about those, they just happen. So that is your automatic, your fight or flight. That's why you take your hand off something that's hot, instant reactions that you don't think about. Then you've got your slow or your smart brain, and that that's your critical thinking, your reasoning, your problem solving. It observes the stupid brain and keeps it in check. Is that instinct correct? Yes, no. Act accordingly. An example that I like to use. So we have a cognitive bias in our brain, a glitch, where if somebody disagrees with us, we perceive that as a threat. And that triggers the fight or flight, and now we want to fight that motherfucker that just disagreed with us. That's that's fast brain. That's stupid brain to a T, okay? Smart brain goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. All they did with, was disagree with us. Maybe they raise a valid point. What if... Rather than punching them in the face, what if we ask them a follow-up question and better understand the point of view that they're coming from? That's smart brain, right? So we have this automatic reaction, punch somebody in the face, that's our fast, stupid brain, and then slow, smart brain is like, oh, whoa, 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 is that correct? And that's the lesson that I'm leaving with you 
is that your brain has glitches. It's got this fast, automatic, it'll just think something out of the blue. And I would challenge you as often as you can to exercise the smart part of your brain and just be like, whoa, is that legit? Is that valid? Am I actually going to die if I ask out this girl? No? Okay. Well, then maybe I should acknowledge that thought, acknowledge it's a glitch, and do something else. And this is not going to be easy. Studies suggest that approximately 95% of our thinking comes from that fast, stupid brain. So we got a lot of work to do. But some things that I find really help, journaling, getting my thoughts on a paper so I can see them and be like, oh, that one's dumb, that one's dumb, that one, holy shit, that's a genius idea. I should run with that. Journaling absolutely helps because you can look at your thoughts from like a third party view. You can kind of be your own therapist that way. You can see your problems on a page and be like, oh, I know how to deal with these. So journaling really helps and meditation. I talk about it all the time. Slowing your brain down, taking better control of your brain, putting that dog on a fucking leash, and then you'll just better be able to catch yourself and be like, oh shit, brain is glitching. I got to override it. So for some more advice on how to do that, check out my meditation episode. I think it's the third episode I released called My Favorite Habit. Shameless plugs aside, it's all I have for you today. To summarize, our brain has evolved over time to help us survive. It has not evolved to help us be happy. So we got to do that a little bit on our own. One way that I found is dramatically helpful is to be aware of the glitches that our brain has. It feels fear unnecessarily. So if you're feeling fear and you're not in physical danger, that's a cue. Override that feeling and do that thing anyway. We also think way too much about the future and the past. Use those two steps. Learn from the experience so that you can benefit from it and now it's a win. And for the future, plan your next step. Don't set out a big roadmap. Find that next step. What can I do the next day, week, month? How can I maximize that? And that's my game plan. That's all I have for you today. Thank you, as always, for listening to Happily Discontent. If you enjoyed this, share it with the homies. Let them know that their brains are glitching too. Uh, and I would really appreciate any rating or feedback that you can give it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I also updated my link tree to have some places to give feedback. It's in the show notes. So check them out and have a kick-ass day. Much love.